0: able to network your way to the top. You're probably the most known reporter, you and Woj, in the whole NBA. How are you able to just climb that ladder over the years?
1: Go to the NBA. That was my dream, was right. playing in the NBA. But once I realized that wasn't going to happen, I'm like, how can I stay around the game? If I'm not going to play, how can I keep playing the game of, of this basketball life? And so I always loved writing. I always loved the NBA. So I kind of just combined both passions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, there was a lot of cold calls, cold texts. And, you know, when you reach out to people, they don't ask how old you are, right? You know, that's not. the person, <laughs> it, it's really about how much match, you know, how mature you are, mm-hmm. how professional you approach the conversation. And
0: Cause you were the youngest one coming up, but people took you serious because of what you provided.
1: No one knew how old I was really until, you know, they had to- Until like, they tried to buy you a drink or something? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Welcome back to the digital social hour guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Here are my co-host Charlie Cavalier. And our guest today, Sean Strania.
1: How's it going, man? Sean, great, great having you. Beautiful studio you have. Yeah. I'm glad we're able to make this happen in Vegas. Absolutely, man. It happen- it's been a cool summer league. What what have you thought about it so far? I mean, definitely like every year summer league as far as the fan base. Like now you go to the arena, the amount of fans that are here is is and it's packed. Obviously, Victor Wembanyama being a big part of that, but yeah. I mean the arena is just has an amazing environment, great crowd, and it's not just for Victor's games. Like you, you'll mm-hmm. go to like a, you know, any, 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 any of these games at either the, the Cox Pavilion, Thomas and Mac. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's filled with fans, so yeah. it's definitely. My first summer league was 2013. I was doing the headlines, didn't know anyone. I was 19 <laughs> years old. So from now, then to now, I'm definitely way more comfortable. Yeah. But the amount of fans and like hype and interaction there so is, more. it's is, it's gone exponentially higher. That's sick. Yeah, it seems
0: like every year it just steps up. And now they announce the tournament,
1: right? Yeah, the in-season tournament. Um, yeah. You're talking about regular season, right? Yeah, yeah. in-season. So, yeah. so there's going to be the in-season tournament. All all 30 teams playing for basically an in-season Regular season championship type, type, you know, during the first half of the season. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of excitement around it. Obviously, a little bit more uh, prizes, uh, more money for the players that win the win, win the entire championship for the in season tournament. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out, and and how these guys are able to get the 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 you know. Uh, you know, the gumption to go play at a higher level for some of these regular season games that might not have had the same uh, meaning in past years.
0: Yeah, because 82 games, it's tough to like, you know, lock in for that amount of time.
1: Yeah, and this will give a a new twist to it, right? Like those national TV games will have a little bit more uh, oomph behind it and you're going to be playing for something and the winning team getting, you know, a million dollars. You know, like that's going to be big. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's nice to see because there's a lot of those like, you know, mid-January, mid-February games where it's just a lull in the season. Do you think people are going to start counting if they win this, you know, in-season tournament? Not, as, not quite like a ring, but do you think they're going to, you know, give it a little bit more credence and like, I won, I'm a, I'm a winner, I'm a champion, sort of thing from winning that in- in-season tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. It's, it's, it's always going to be hard to like surpass right. the, the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Like that's always going to be the, the, the number one thing. But I think from, from the perspective of um, something else to play for. And and just heightening up some of these regular season games, the financial uh, you know it, you know the the financial prize is going to be one thing, but I think um, you know you're, you're going to want to compete at a high level, especially when there's a championship of any length on the line. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's going to be good for these teams to build the right habits early in the season. But I think overall, what we're seeing now in the NBA is just the amount of parity that exists uh, in regular season. I think does mean more than it ever has. Yeah. Uh, because like last year, you could you went in the playoffs. Maybe 10 out of the 16 teams mm-hmm. probably went into the playoffs saying, I think we can win a championship. Yeah. And in past years, it's really just one or two teams. So Facts. I think I think that's got to be something the league is, is really, yeah. really happy
0: about. I didn't know who would win it last year, and I haven't felt that way in a while.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, we were talking about it all during the playoffs. I have seen Joker obviously turn it on after a while. It was, it was fun to see.
0: Yeah. So you've gotten to see Victor play in person. What did you think about his first two games, and do you see him just dominating?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, listen. I don't know if he's gonna dominate like right off the bat, but yeah. I think you're seeing the signs from him that show you why he's gonna be one of the more most unique players, definitely in the league next year and for years to come. I mean, when you think about, um, you know, he's able to ball handle, he's able to move the way he's able to, you know, crossover like he's Kevin Durant, the way he's able to post up um, like Shaq at different times. Like he has so many elements of these all time greats in his game. Yeah. Now it's just gonna be about putting it all together. Um, you know, continuing to work on his body, getting repetition, getting rhythm, um, strengthening his body. And I think once he puts all of that together, you could just tell he's going to be a force. I mean, just his first game. I know statistically people were down on him, but uh, very down. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Like one of the hate. first plays in the game that he had, he literally got the ball uh, three fourths length of the court, dribbled the ball up all the way mm-hmm. um, passed a couple defenders, found a guy with an assist for a layup yeah. like. That's stuff that we haven't seen from a guy his size and do it, how fluidly he does it. Yeah. And then there was another play that first game where he had, literally had a crossover. He missed the layup, but he had a crossover where he went by a guy um, like he was Kevin Durant. And so at 7'5", um, he's going to be you know one of the more unique, if not the most unique player in the league next year. Yeah. And we saw the last game, he's able to make some more shots, feel a lot better. He even said the first game, I don't know what I was doing out there, second game, he was getting his rhythm. And now the Spurs just uh, made it official. He's not going to play the rest of the summer league. So, oh wow. Uh, yeah. So breaking news on, on the podcast. A second game was enough. <laughs> two <Yeah>. games, last <laughs> game, tw- uh, 2010, basically 27 points, 10 plus rebounds. Um, and his summer league's over. Wow. They broke down the math
2: very specifically for him. He actually turned down playing for France in the FIBA world championship this summer, because he literally did the math based off of how the Mets 92 team did uh, the last year he played with them and the next two NBA seasons. They had basically worked it out that he was going to play, like, 192 games over the next, like, 24 months. That's a lot. And when you're just, you know, in this era of load management, and when you're that big, I mean, feet break very easily, right? They want to, like, protect him as much as possible, and planning ahead, why, why play 10 more summer league games? I mean, you need this guy to be existing for 20 more years. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I, I think guys that size, there's always going to be that, I mean, that Greg Christos Odenariske. Porzingis. Um, you know, even Kevin Durant, a few years in his career, he had a he had a Jones fracture, I believe. So there's always gonna be that fear with guys that size, but you know, you, you can't really play with fear. You no. know, you, you yeah. can't play like that. And I, I know just being around Victor Wellman Yama the last couple years and definitely especially during this draft process, the way his mentality is, how locked in he is, his attitude. Like his genuine love for the game there's guys that at the age of 19 with this much hoopla this much energy around him this much hype around him you can get lost in it but he's so focused he's so dialed in um and i, I really think w- when you when you're around him you talk to him you talk to people around him he's so locked in and focused on greatness yeah um it's special to see and you want to see him see that through yeah i mean britney, britney spears saw that firsthand how <laughs> was. oh god so you're your industry is all
0: about connections. You were able to network your way to the top. You're probably the most known reporter, you and Woj, in the whole NBA. How are you able to just climb that ladder over the years?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's easy to see the, the end of the end, you know, the end picture, right? Like this year, like, oh, how's, you know, how's he done this? But I mean, I I started on this path my sophomore year of, of, of high school um, in 2010, and so I mean, I wasn't doing it at this level, obviously. I wasn't breaking trades or signings or anything like that, but I was starting my path in writing. And I think just finding my voice after I after I realized I wasn't gonna go beyond high school basketball, go into college and play basketball and go to the NBA. That was my dream, was right. playing in the NBA. But once I realized that wasn't gonna happen, I'm like, how can I stay around the game? How can right. I keep playing? You know, if I'm not gonna play, how can I keep playing the game of of this basketball life? And so I always loved writing, I always loved the NBA. So I kind of just combined both passions, started writing a lot. And I, I think from there, just you know, 20, 2010, 2011, 2012, mm. uh, when I was you know 18, 19, 20 years old, there was a lot of cold calls, cold texts, and you know, reaching out to people, any number, any contact I can I can find, and just hope that I can um, you know, when you reach out to people, they don't ask how old you are. Right. Right? That's not <laughs> the first, it's really about how much match, you know, how mature you are, mm-hmm. how professional you approach the conversation. And I just tried to approach every conversation uh professionally. I feel like I'm an old soul anyway. Nice. Um and so I I I think for me it's been just a gradual going to games, covering games, mm. going in person. Like my first game I covered in twenty twelve, like that was big for me. Right. You no, know, actually being around the players, interviewing the players in person, um, seeing league execs, agents, things like that. And then my first summer league, twenty thirteen, I think that was like a, a game changer for me because I was in a very uncomfortable position because I was around you know, all these people who I might know their name, but I've never seen them. They definitely don't know who I am at that point. Right. So I really just had to, you know, what's the saying? You know, you live in the uncomfort, you know, and, yeah, I know and that you makes yeah, yeah. you, you know, even better. And on the other side, you, you hopefully learn from all the uncomfortable moments and uncomfortable positions you put yourself in and hopefully you thrive off that. And um, 2013 Summer League was big. And from there, it's just building, building, building. And, you now one story leads to the next. And. You know, you break a couple of 10 days, you break a couple of regular season deals, you break one or two big trades. And I think you just keep, you know, adding up those moments, stacking up those moments. And I think, um, you know, treating those relationships with 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 fairness, with with trying to build equity and not just reaching out to people when you need something.
0: Right. Right. Just providing value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's sick. I like what he said about the age because you were the youngest one coming up, but people took you serious because of what you provided
1: yeah i mean no, no one asked no one knew how old i was really until you know they had to. you know once i started meeting them right and yeah. then maybe they saw like yo you look Until like, they try to
2: buy you a drink or something yeah <laughs> you know, i'm like first of all i either don't drink or I, right. I can't drink right now legally um
1: or they saw me like you know he looks like a baby like right. um and then you kind of like yeah i'm you know i'm 21 you mm-hmm. i'm 22 and then you get the occasional like you know, why are you here? Like why aren't you out partying with your friends? Like why aren't you out <laughs> doing this? Like why aren't you out getting 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 hammered? And I'm like, yeah. I, I love this too much. Like mm-hmm. I am too like I live my life, I feel like very disciplined mm-hmm. and uh, you know, well, I, 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 I kinda know what goals I want. You know, I feel like I've set goals for myself every year. Yeah. And then I just you know, I try to obviously get to them and then set more goals. Nice. You know, just like continually set goals for yourself, continue to hopefully achieve them, set new goals and I think that's the one way I I feel like I'm never satisfied. You know, I, I never yeah. feel like I've I've made it per se.
0: I love that because there's such a notion that you should just party in your twenties, mm-hmm. but I feel like you should just grind. I agree. That's your like your prime years.
1: Hey man, I'm 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 sitting with the right 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 minded yeah. people right now, so yeah. I, I definitely feel the same way. So what is one trade
2: that needs to happen in the NBA? Just has just just like right now. If, yeah, just you you cannot understand why it's not
1: happening. Mm. Damian Lillard to Miami. I Fact. think that, for who? Well.
2: Does, does Tyler Hero have to bounce?
1: Please. Tyler Hero would almost certainly have to be a part of any Damian Lillard package right. if you're Miami, and not not even necessarily to Portland. I think you find a third team, and I, from what I'm told, there are multiple teams out there that would give at least one first round pick for Tyler Hero. So you're Miami, you have two first round picks of your own. Right. You're able to go get another first at least. You, know, you might be able to get even more than one first from another team for Hero. Right. So you're able to go get another first for Hero, um, so you have th- potentially at least three first-round picks you can trade to Portland, and then you you know you, you add that with expiring contracts, maybe a young player, maybe some other additional assets like second-round picks, etc. You have a pretty compelling offer that you can make to Portland for uh, Damian Lillard, and I think that's the you know when you when you talk about the remaining topics around the league, free has pretty much come to a halt. There are mm-hmm. a few other a few guys left: Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre, PJ Washington. I'm still you know you still got to monitor, but. Um, I think the Dame Lillard trade, um, I think, is definitely something that's at the top of mind around the league. You know? Yeah, I've
0: heard rumors of it. So, do you have to be glued to your phone because you breaking these trades first is important, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure, I spend a lot of time on my phone. I can tell. That's <laughs> a, you know, it's 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 a big part of my life for sure. You know, my, my family members understand it. Yeah, it's good. Like for me, my mom, my sister, my brother, you know, my dad. Like they understand it. Yeah, you know, there's not like this weird tension. It's like when you're on a date, right? Yeah. You leave the date yeah. for like 20, 30 minutes, and then you come back and you're like, yeah, this yeah. is, this you
0: is. You have a legit reason to be using your phone at the dinner table.
1: At least my family thinks so. Yeah. So I'll maybe. He like, does, it's all legit. Everyone yeah. listening, <laughs> let, let the man be on his phone, please. So, um, but no, I mean, uh, you know, during busy times of the year, trade deadline, free agency, draft, you know, you know you're know, you going to be on your phone. Right. You know. Most, right now it's busy, right? Yeah. Summer league. Yeah. M- most of your living, you know, Day, you know, when you're sleeping, obviously, there's not like a microchip, you, yeah. you know, yet that you can put. You, you gonna know. get Neuralink? I, I, don't, I think I care about my health too much to do that. <laughs> but technically, there's no safe microchip or Neuralink yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can put 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 on your head quite yet. So right now, you know, I, I try to get my rest. Yeah, when yeah. I'm up, filled up, gonna be on it. I just
0: know? saw a stat like the average American five and a half hours on your phone now.
2: I, I would have guessed more honestly.
0: Yeah, compared to when iPhones came out, I think it was like thirty minutes.
2: Well, let's just say i'm not your average human right right
1: <laughs> at least when it comes to screen time probably double it for you yeah I <laughs> mean, triple. they're trying to triple? Get all, all of our yeah, eyeball if, time if that, maybe Jesus. maybe quadruple <laughs> so who's going to be better next year the suns or the warriors It's mm. a great question you know I, i'm not really good at picks i don't really do picks um i think i think i think both teams you know you have to you have to think they've, they've elevated you know getting chris paul in dario Saric in um i think i think I think Golden State has done a good job mm-hmm. uh, this offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they've they doubled down on on their identity, on yes. themselves, bringing back Draymond Green on that contract. I think there was a lot of... The Grizzlies were the one team that was really, really passionate about going and getting a guy like Draymond Green. Obviously, they go out and get Marcus Smart. You're able to get that yeah. veteran culture setter. I think both guys would have been amazing. Imagine getting both guys, you know, both Marcus Smart and Draymond Green if you're That's Memphis, Memphis. Um, but they get Marcus Smart and Draymond Green, He, I think in his heart of hearts, he wanted to stay in Golden State. Yeah. He gets a deal done. He stays. And I think you double down your identity, go get a veteran player and Chris Paul. Um, and I think it's go time now. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look at Phoenix, going go and getting Brad Beal is one thing, but now they've surrounded this team with a bunch of minimum salary guys. Yep. I mean, they went out and got Eric Gordon, Utah Watanabe, um, they, they've really upgraded their team uh, on multiple fronts. Drew Eubanks uh, from Portland, they signed him on a minimum contract. He's very underrated. Yeah. Going out and getting like four or five legitimate high-level rotation players that Eric Gordon, he's a guy that turned down uh, minimum deals with Golden State, with Milwaukee. He wow. turned on more money from other teams, from what I'm told, to go play in Phoenix. So this is a, this is a team that has clearly showed like they can go and, and, and attract talent, especially around Brad Beale, and Kevin Durant Eric and Gordon. Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, they're looking
0: nasty, man.
2: And Eric Gordon was like, Eric Gordon in high school and at Indiana, everyone forgets how good EG was when yeah. he you know, first came in, but he was amazing and he's had an amazing career and he can do all sorts of great things for playoff Yeah, teams.
0: I think when you're an average player in the NBA, it's easy to forget their high school and college like yeah.
2: careers. Uh, we were talking to Spencer earlier and he averaged more points in the NBA than he did in high
1: school and college. Spencer is one of a kind, yeah. a very unique player. I feel like he's gotten better the the second half of his career than mm-hmm. he was his first half. I mean, obviously he was in Detroit. He was he was up and down there, and then he gets to Brooklyn. I think his career just takes off. Then Washington, you know, th- that was a lot a lot going on there. He goes to Dallas, leads that team to the Western Conference Finals with Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Now he's back in a leadership position with Brooklyn. I think second half of the year, I think was one of the top players and assists yeah. um in the league so he's a guy that i think you know he's definitely taking off but there's a lot of guys like that man and that's right. why scouting is very important making sure you identify guys that you feel like could play at a higher level come mm. nba time yep. and not just be be peak, peaking in college yeah because
0: athleticism is one part of it but they also need the mindset and other attributes
1: right no question and and i think mentality is important um work ethic is important yeah how they handle themselves on off days and treatment of body and things like that. Like mm-hmm. those are all things that scouts teams are identifying on a yeah. daily basis.
0: Yeah. They'd be known if they go out to the club these days, <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's crazy. I'll just say this NBA teams literally go above and beyond to do their research. I'm like, sure they, they will, they will know everything about you <laughs> by the time the draft process is over. There's 100%. too much at to stake not to Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, these, these are guys that are going to be making, like you said, hundred millions eventually as they end in the league, sometimes 40, 50 million right off the bat. Um, and you, when you're a general manager, you don't want to get these picks wrong. So. Right. You're gonna try to uncover any stone possible. Yeah, right? it's a
0: bad look. Like the Knicks have a good history of that, but well, <laughs> that's man, or bad story. history. How everyone at <laughs> yeah. it. Right?
2: What do you mean? The Eddie Curry signing was great back
1: in the oh, 2000s. Man. Come on.
0: So, what's a typical day like for you during the season? Are you flying out to a bunch of games, or are you just working from one spot?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good for me. I can be remote, um, but definitely like to go out to games. Being in Chicago, I'm able to see games, the you know, Bulls games, Pacers games, Bucks games. So that's good for me. Yeah. Um, if I have to travel, I'll travel. A lot of it will be based on my content that I'm working on. Um, And then I started, you know, I work at The Athletic and Stadium. I did do a FanDuel TV uh, last year, so this past season I spent, you know, one or two times a month going to LA, especially the second half of the season for our shows in studio for FanDuel TV. So uh, that was, you know, it's good to make it out there. You can kind of dabble into doing that. You're able to go to Lakers games, Clippers games, Mm kind of mix in everything at once, get work done, connections done game coverage done so um you know a, a lot of west coast traveled to la for FanDuel tv but other than that i'm buffering in chicago a lot of the time it's cold there man it gets cold in the winter time and once you're there I, i'm born and raised there so, okay, so you're used i'm, to I'm it. used to i am cold. not
2: i, used to I to can't I do I'm so where you crazy. got where you guys from i'm from california now
1: i'm in got nashville it. Yeah. got it i'm from jersey now i'm here got you vegas yeah. full-time it's hot here yeah it's hot it's, it's hot as hell, <laughs> it's hot as hell. <laughs> can it's we good.
2: get nashville an nba team Ooh. A- like can we just i I got an idea
1: i i've heard they're in the wnba mix okay i have heard that through my sources
2: jaw is not fine in the west so i think they add the team in vegas (laughs) and then they just slide the grizzlies over to nashville which is a better economic market than memphis anyways is it yeah way better okay there's a lot more money in nashville than memphis right now get the grizzlies in the eastern conference add the new vegas team that we all know is coming
1: right it's it's, yeah i mean i think in in due time in due time yeah Listen, I get asked. I got asked last year, like, "Oh, it's happening within six months." I said, "It's probably you know several years away." Right. You have the TV deal, the new collective bargaining agreement. I think once yeah. the league gets gets past their TV agreement, I think you start to look at expansion and, and things of that sort. But I mean, listen, the 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 in-season tournament final four is going to be held in Vegas. Nice. There's a lot of stuff being done around Vegas. Not only NBA, WNBA. We saw the Las Vegas Aces. Yep. They're, I mean, Kelsey Plum, those guys. The, the, I mean, Becky Hammond has those has those has those women balling out right yep. now. So, they took over the city. Yeah, they, they took over the city. So it's clear between them, the Raiders NBA can can be done here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, once the once the CBA now it's signed and done, T V deal, I think, you know, Vegas is definitely a prime market. What do you think of NBA Con? Did you go? I did not make it there. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah. thought it was interesting that they're gonna do that every year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like I said earlier, Summer League's become such a such a Big landmark event now more yeah. than ever. It's like definitely times fifty since was, the time I, was I got was bumper here. to
0: bumper when I was on the road. I was yeah. like, "This is never." Even happened. last year, I mean, it the was traffic like, has been crazy. E- I, yeah.
1: I, I gotta say, I don't know if it's F one, I don't know if it's UFC. Right. You know, the other night, uh, there's a lot going on here. Obviously, summer league, but the traffic's been crazy. It's been it, it, terrible. Been insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been never insane. been this bad before never. in Vegas. It takes me like thirty minutes to get from one hotel to the other. Yeah, I mean, at one point last night, uh, two nights ago. So. so if
2: you're NBA commissioner tomorrow. It's the first thing you do. Mm. First thing I do. <laughs> That's a great. I mean, and, and I, don't, don't give me something small. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want you to, I want you to
1: turn the league upside down. Ooh, okay. Listen, I. I think, if you watch, the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they're able to make the draft. Such a such a big thing and. And the NBA draft is a big thing as well, but like, it's different. You know, what, what if you made it like, a open to the, you know, outdoor open to the fan, like, but you know, again, yeah. the NBA draft is open to fans, you know, Barclays center, right. uh, Barclays arena. Like it's been done, you know, with fans involved, Madison Square Garden, wherever they held it, yep. it's a caucus, like it's done around fans. Um, I don't know. Like, could you make a multi-day thing 2 three day event, two day event? There's obviously two rounds. So you do round one, one day, round two, the next day. You put me on the spot. That's like one I love of the first thing that you know, you. idea yeah, I, that I can think of right there. Yeah, they should make it more exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a big deal.
2: Yeah. I mean, as someone who lives in Nashville, who literally watched them do exactly what you just described with the NFL draft on Broadway and take over everything outdoors. I got to say,
1: though, yeah. you know, uh Adam Silver was big on getting this play-in tournament done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's been a major success because you have teams that are fighting for that positioning. Mm -hmm. Now, like, they have something to play for. Yeah, yeah. All throughout the regular season, especially the last, like, the last week, two weeks of the regular season since the playing tournament's been enacted, it's been by far the most fun, you know, for sure, since I've been, you know, tracking, uh, covering the league. I love it. Um, And now you have, you know, the in-season tournament. I think that's gotten a little bit of, you know, people don't know how to take it, but Mm -hmm. I think, you you see how the in season tournament uh, the playing tournament went, you know I'm I'm very curious to see how Adam Silver pulls off the in uh, the in season tournament.
0: Playing tournament got a lot of hate at first. I remember on social media, mm-hmm. but now it's like the teams that are getting through, like the Miami Heat yeah. and the Lakers, just made the semifinals, and it's like it every great. team has an actual chance. And I
2: think it's good. I think it, I think anything that just dis- that uh, dissuades from tanking, I'm on board with, right? Like anything that gives you more opportunity. I was disappointed to see the Mavs, you know, sit a couple of players at the end of the season. Tanking is a strong word. I think they purposely did not want to be in the play-in tournament. It didn't seem like it. Yeah. You know, I think that's a strong way of phrasing it. But, you know, do you think that tanking needs, do you think the system needs to be tweaked to avoid people from tanking even more than it already has been?
1: I don't, I mean, you know, there's always fines now. There's different policies that are being enacted, but... I don't think this is like a novel concept. You know, there's been some essence of trying to jockey for lottery draft positioning forever. done for forever. So, as much as I, I think the league would love for there to be a quick fix. I just, it's it's tough. Yeah. So forget the stats. Just based off your own eyes
0: and experience, who's on your Mount Rushmore of players all time? I, I, this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be in order. Just top four or five people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I'm Chicago. i got to go with MJ. Of course. LeBron being this generation, Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, those are three right there. Uh, at four, f- you know, four, it's tough for me. Again, this is my This is just like guys that I, you know, this is your starting five. The aliens have invaded space. Is here. <laughs> this is your starting five to save the fate of the universe. I go with, uh, I'll go with Magic Johnson. You gotta okay. have him up there and probably go, you know, MJ at the two. So he needs a center now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, listen, center. You can give me anyone: Shaq, Kareem, Hakeem. Okay, I'll. You know, you got. What do you guys say?
0: Yeah, I say Shaq. Shaq.
1: Yeah, I. I would. I mean, I would take Shaq. Although
2: I would have Tim Duncan on my team instead in of. Uh, I think he's the. I think he never really got the flowers that he deserved. As he was a as power forward, have. though, right? He was a power forward. And his game does not translate well to what is now going on in 2023. I think you I mean, think
0: his game wouldn't work right now. No, I mean I think
2: he'd make it work, but yeah. I think that the way he played then would, was different now with all the you know the elbow jumpers, a lot of the mid-range yeah. stuff that he did, the back to the basket stuff. You know, even as we saw Spencer talk earlier, like the back to the basket four is not the yeah. thing of the past.
0: It's cool to see these days that not as athletic players like Jokic and Luka yep. are actually dominating yep. compared to just being insanely athletic.
2: And do you think we're gonna see? Right. I mean, like this might be the I'm not even sure the US team would beat an all international team right now. Is this going to keep getting more and more in favor of international players? Or are we going to fix our AAU system and get back to maybe a little bit more of where we were a few years ago Mm. in terms of dominance?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens the Olympics. Yeah, I think that's always a good good kind of benchmark. Um, You know, we have the FIBA World Cups this summer. Um, But listen, I mean, Giannis. Jokic, and Bede, obviously all being Luca abroad. Yeah, Luca, like I think it's only good for the game yeah. to have guys like that um, kind of shining and you know, provide some good good balance. What's next for you, man, and where can people find out what you're working on? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here at Summer League the rest of the week. Um, you know, you can obviously catch me on, on Twitter, Shams Trania, Instagram, Shams NBA, uh, do all my writing for the athletic, do my video for stadium and fanDuel TV and uh you know i've been kind of at this for a while now just just got to keep 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 growing and and keep getting better love
0: it man thanks so much for coming on appreciate you guys thank you for having me thanks for watching guys peace